verses. Please stand together as we read 1 Samuel 17, 1 through 3. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle, and they were gathered at Soko, which belongs to Judah. They camped between Soko and Azekah in Ephesdamim. Saul and the men of Israel were gathered and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array to encounter the Philistines. The Philistines stood on the mountain on one side, while Israel stood on the mountain on the other side, with the valley between them. Then a champion came out from the armies of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath. Let's pray. Oh God, open your word to us and open us to your word. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Saul is the king of Israel at the time this event takes place. But Saul has not been a good king. Saul has rejected the commands of God, and as a result, God has now rejected Saul. And God tells the prophet Samuel, I'm going to choose a king for myself, a man after my own heart. And in 1 Samuel 16, just one chapter before, we find out that man is David. Samuel anoints David to be the next king of Israel, despite the fact that David is the youngest of all his brothers and is just a teenage shepherd boy. Well, when we come to 1 Samuel 17, what we see is why did God choose David over Saul. The Scripture is beginning to help us to understand what makes David a better king, a better man for the people of God than Saul was. Now you may be wondering, what does this story have to do with death? Well, I'm going to show you. There are four lessons I want to share with you this morning, and I hope you'll write these down. He was nine foot, nine inches tall. The battle armor he wore weighed 125 pounds. The spear he carried was so large that just the tip of the spear weighed 15 pounds. His name was Goliath. He walked out onto the battlefield day after day, challenging the armies of Israel, saying, send out a man to fight me. Verse 4, Then a champion came out from the armies of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits in a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head. He was clothed with scale armor, which weighed 5,000 shekels of bronze. He also had bronze greaves on his legs and a bronze javelin slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam and the head of his spear weighed 600 shekels of iron. His shield carrier also walked before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel and said to them, Why do you come out to draw up in battle array? 
Am I not the Philistine? And you servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to fight me. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will become your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall become our servants and serve us. Again, the Philistine said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Despite Goliath's challenge, not a single man in all of Israelite army, including King Saul, none of them were willing to face the giant. Why? Well, look at verse 11. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Verse 24, look at it. When all the men of Israel saw the man, talking about Goliath, they fled from him and were greatly afraid. Why wouldn't they face Goliath? Very simple. They were terrified. They took one look at the giant, and they knew, we can't beat him. He's too big for us. And you know what? They were right. He was too big for them. What I want to say to you today is that you and I have an enemy that's too big for us. And his name is death. And there is not a single person alive who can beat him. No one. This is the first lesson I want to show you today. Death is an enemy too big for you. Death is an enemy too big for you. Oh, you, you may fight bravely. You, you have known people who fought death bravely and you may even hold out for a while but in the end you will not win death is just bigger than you are trying to beat death would be like trying to swim non-stop from New York to Britain no matter how strong you think you may be you're not going to make it Nobody can beat death. Not one person alive. Death is too big for you. But listen, Goliath's size, that's not the only problem here. Not the only problem for the army of Israel. Here's another problem. He won't go away. Every morning and every evening for 40 days, Goliath steps out onto the battlefield and issues this same challenge. Send out a man to fight me. Verse 16, look at it. The Philistine came forward morning and evening for 40 days and took his stand. One thing was becoming crystal clear. Eventually, somebody was going to have to face the giant. Ignoring him, which is what they'd been doing, wasn't working. He wasn't going away. He just kept coming back day after day. 
Here's the second lesson I want to show you this morning. Death is an enemy you must face. Death is an enemy you must face. Here's a little factoid for you. The mortality rate among human beings is 100%. 100%. In Hebrews 9.27, the Bible reminds us that every single one of us has an appointment with death. It is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment. Ernest Hemingway said it like this, All stories, if continued far enough, end in death. Any story, if you drag it out long enough, somebody's going to die. You can do your very best to be healthy. Eat right, exercise, see your doctor often, do everything your doctor tells you. Listen, but the most you will do is postpone death. You will not escape death. Nobody will. Just like the giant Goliath, ignoring him won't make him go away. It's Sunday. On Sunday, you may be like many people. You may wish with all of your heart that the weekend wouldn't come to an end and that Monday wouldn't roll around. But do all the wishing and all the hoping and all the praying you'd like. Monday's coming. Tomorrow. Listen. You can do anything you want to. You can say anything you want to. You can have any amount of money you want to. You can go anywhere, do anything. Nothing you can do is going to prevent death from coming unless the Lord comes back first. Listen, what's the point? Death is an enemy you must face. Now, I've said, like Goliath, we have an enemy that's bigger than we are, death. Like Goliath, death's not going away. Somebody's going to have to face it. We all will. And I've talked about how it's bigger than us and we can't beat death. And you may be thinking, because you know this story, right? You know the story very well. And you may be thinking, but wait a minute, David does beat the giant. So it is possible for somebody to beat death, right? Let me read what the scripture says. Verse 48. Let's, let's look at it. Then it happened. When the Philistine rose and came and drew near to meet David that David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand into his bag and took from it a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead. And the stone sank into his forehead so that he fell on his face to the ground. Thus David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. And he struck the Philistine and killed him, but there was no sword in David's hand. Then David ran and took 
and stood over the Philistine and took his sword, drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. Wow. So, it sure does seem like David is the one who killed Goliath. But David isn't the hero of this story. Listen as I read verses 32 to 37. This is David's words to King Saul before he fights Goliath. David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail on account of him, the giant. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Then Saul said to David, You're not able to go fight against this Philistine. You're just a youth while he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock. I went out after him and attacked him and rescued it from his mouth. When he rose up against me, I seized him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion, from the paw of the bear, He will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Did you catch it? Did you see what David said in verse 37? The Lord will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. David wasn't foolish enough to think that by his own size or skill he could beat Goliath. He knew he wasn't big enough to beat Goliath. But he also knew that God was big enough to beat Goliath. And it's evident in the words David said to the giant on the battlefield. Verse 45, look at it. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will deliver you up into my hands, and I will strike you down and remove your head from you. I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into our hands. Did you see it again in verse 46? The Lord will deliver you into my hands. Verse 47, the battle is the Lord's. He will give you into our hands. I'll say it again. David is not the hero in this story. God is. Here's a little secret for you. God is the hero in every Bible story. David's not the hero. God is. Here's the lesson I want to show you. Death is an enemy only God can defeat. Death is an enemy only God can defeat. The only one bigger than death is God. 
God is the only one who will not, indeed, who cannot die. And you know this, and I'll prove to you you know it. When a loved one is diagnosed with cancer, you don't get on your knees every day and plead with the doctors. No. We get on our knees every day and cry out to God. Why? Why? Because we know that only God is big enough to defeat death. Oh, our, our doctors have skill and knowledge and medicine. But doctors can't defeat death. Death wins every time. No doctor will take on death and win forever. Oh, you may delay death with your medicine. Listen, we know. We go to God because we understand only He is big enough to defeat death. So here's a question we have to answer. So if God is the one who defeated Goliath, what exactly did David do? This is important. David had faith in the one who could defeat Goliath. David didn't defeat Goliath. He simply had faith in the one who could defeat Goliath. I, I want to remind you again of those words David said that I pointed out a minute ago in verse 37. The Lord will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Verse 46, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. Verse 47, the battle is the Lord's. He will give you into our hands. Recognize something. David spoke all of those words before he faced the giant. In other words, he's speaking in faith. He's saying, God is going to give this giant into my hands. He's saying it before it happens. Not because he's confident in himself. He says the Lord's going to do it. What is, what is causing him to have such confidence? His faith in God. He's not saying after it happened, God did it. He's saying before it happened, God will do it. He's big enough. God will defeat death. That also explains something else in this story that's real interesting. Look at verse 38. Saul clothed David with his garments and put a bronze helmet on his head, and he clothed him with armor. David girded his sword over his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. So David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. David took them off. He took his stick in his hand, chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had even in his pouch. His sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. Why in the world would David reject the king's armor? The king had the best weapons and armor Israel possessed. Why would David reject them? Wouldn't they give him an advantage over just a sling and a stone? Understand, 
David knew it wasn't his own strength, it wasn't his own skill, it wasn't his own weaponry that would defeat Goliath. God would defeat Goliath. And God didn't need Saul's weapons. God didn't need Saul's armor. All God needed was David's faith. David won the battle because he faced Goliath with faith. Now listen to what I want to say to you today. Even though death is an enemy that we must face, and even though death is too big for us, there is hope. Because while death may be too big for me and you, death isn't too big for God. But how does God defeat death? Well, first, there's something we have to understand. We have to understand that death is the result of sin. Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says, The wages of sin is death. God said to Adam and Eve, In the day you sin, your soul will die. Humans die because humans sin against God. The fall of Adam plunged mankind into sin and brought about death. Death is a result of sin. So how does God defeat death? By taking away the cause of death. Sin. Sin is what causes death. So to defeat death, God takes away the cause of sin. Don't you get it? That's what Jesus was doing on the cross. Taking away the cause of death. You know what? They should put on every death certificate in the world, cause of death, sin. To defeat death, God sent His Son to live a perfect life and die on a cross, rise from the dead. And when Jesus did that, listen, when Jesus did that, He wiped away all the sins of every single person who would come to Him in faith and repentance. He eliminated the cause of death. Here's the fourth lesson I want you to see. Death was defeated on the cross of Christ. Death was defeated on the cross. Maybe you remember the story in John chapter 11. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, proving that he indeed did have power over death. When he started getting near Bethany, where Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, lived, Martha ran out to meet Jesus, and she was saying, Lord, if you'd been here, he wouldn't have died. In verses 25 and 26 of that chapter, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. In John chapter 5, verse 24, Jesus said it like this. Those who believe in me have passed 
from death to life. Listen, David's victory was a result of his faith in God. What I want to say to you today, the only way to have victory over death is to have faith in Jesus. Faith is the only way to have victory over death. We should have sang that song this morning, Faith is the Victory. Because it is the only victory. Faith in Jesus is the only thing that will allow you to come out on the other side of death into eternal life. The only thing. And that means today, if you have never turned away from your sinful life and surrendered yourself to Jesus in faith to follow Him, to receive the gift of forgiveness that He purchased on the cross, if you've never done that today, I need to tell you that you won't escape death. There is no eternal life for you on the other side of the grave. The only way you can escape death and separation from God is today to turn from your sin and run to Jesus in faith. His name was Shane Chavers. Shane was my friend. He was 47 years old. And he was dying. Cancer. In December of 2018, I drove to Alexander City, Alabama to see Shane. By that time, the cancer had left him weak and confined to a hospital bed at his home. We both knew that he didn't have long. Turns out he only lived about three weeks after that. Well, we reminisced and laughed and talked about old times. And, and I asked Shane how he was handling the knowledge that he would soon die. I'll never forget his response. He said, I got the football and I'm running for the goal line. If you really knew Shane, that response wouldn't surprise you because Shane loved Jesus. See, because his faith was in Christ, he didn't view death, even his own, as a reason to cry but as a reason to celebrate. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how to face death. Death is unavoidable. So face it with faith in Christ. Let's pray.